And now, Smug Film presents Robot Reenactments. No thanks. What does that mean? Means you ate before you came down here? All full. Is that it? No, I don't think so. I think you're too scared to be eaten. Now, see, we're sitting down here, ready to negotiate, and you've already given up your shit. I'm still a mystery to you. But I know exactly where your white ass is coming from. See, if I asked you if you wanted some dinner and you grabbed an egg roll and started to chow down, I'd say to myself, this motherfucker's carrying on like he ain't got a care in the world. Who know? Maybe he don't. Maybe this fool's such a bad motherfucker, he don't got to worry about nothing. He just sit down, eat my Chinese, watch my TV. See? You ain't even sat down yet. On that TV there, since you been in the room, is a woman with her breastuses hanging out, and you ain't even bothered to look. You just been clocking me. Now, I know I'm pretty, but I ain't as pretty as a couple of titties. I'm not eating cause I'm not hungry. I'm not sitting cause I'm not staying. I'm not looking at the movie cause I saw it seven years ago. It's the Mac with Max Julian, Carol Speed, and Richard Pryor. I'm not scared of you. I just don't like you. In that envelope is some payoff money. Alabama is moving on to some greener pastures. We're not negotiating. I don't like to barter. I don't like to dicker. I never have fun in Tijuana. That price is non-negotiable. What's in that envelope is for my peace of mind. My peace of mind is worth that much. Not one penny more, not one penny more. This has been a robot reenactment. Hello, I am the hunky smug film sponsor plug man. I'm here to tell you about the fine people who support the smug film podcast through Patreon. You all should check out Bobby Slow on Twitter. He's a very funny and good man who tweets funny and good things and is worthy of your love. And he has a really good Twitter ratio of followers to following. That's impressive. Once again, that's Bobby, slow, on Twitter. You should also check out Minor Key Games. Go on over to MinorKeyGames.com and check out these awesome computer games made by David and Kyle Pittman. Two brothers that make great video games with an old school feel. Cody hates new video games for the most part, but he enjoys the heck out of these. Once again, that's MinorKeyGames.com. Also, be sure to check out Room Full of Spoons, Rick Harper's documentary about the cult classic film The Room. It's a great documentary that we all love here as Smug Film, and go to RoomFullOfSpoons.com to find out when it's coming to your city. Thank you for listening to my hunky voice, and thank you all who have donated to the show. And if you would like to be plugged on the show, please head on over to patreon.com slash smugfilm and donate. Hello, Smug Film fans. Leave us a question or a comment for Smug Film to play on the show by calling the following voicemail number. 718-395-9711. Once again, that's 718-395-9711. We look forward to hearing from you, you lovely, lovely people. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a fan of the Smug Film Podcast, do yourself a favor and head on over to patreon.com slash smugfilm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com 
slash smugfilm, where we've got a bunch of great rewards for you if you donate to the show. Just $1 a month gets you access to a library of over 20 bonus mini-episodes of the Smug Film Podcast. These mini-episodes will never be on iTunes or anywhere else. The only way to get them is by donating through Patreon. And that's not all. You also get streaming copies of my two feature films, Shredder and Rehearsals. All that for just a dollar a month. If you donate $5 a month, you get all that, plus we'll do a plug of whatever you want on one episode a month. Your Twitter handle, your website, your whatever. If you donate $10 a month, we'll plug whatever you want on every single episode of the show. It's an incredible deal. They're all incredible deals. So once again, that's patreon.com slash smugfilm, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash smugfilm. Head on over there today and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Clark. We're going to do something we uh, did already. We're going to do it again by popular demand. Y'all liked it, so let's try this again. I'm going to watch something on Netflix. I'm going to do a little commentary. You can watch along with me. Just play this track while you're watching it. We'll do a little one, two, three, so you can sync it up perfectly. And uh, this time we're going to do something Christmassy. This is a film called Abominable Christmas. It looks like a really crappy CGI Christmas film for kids. And it's probably going to be horrible. And hopefully we'll make our way through it. It's only 43 minutes long. So uh, let's try this, guys. So whenever you're ready, without further ado, I'm going to give a one, two, three. And on three, we're both going to press play, okay? So on three. Ready? One, two, three. Nice little magenta bird flying around. Kickstart. Not to be confused with Kickstarter, I guess. Now, spoiler alert, Ray Liotta. Oh, Jesus. Emilio Estevez. All right, this could be Matthew Lillard. All-star cast. I guess that's the... uh, I was going to do a spoiler that there was going to be an abominable snowman, but Jane Lynch, Jesus Christ, I guess that's one of the snowmen. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know what we're looking at exactly. Bears or snowmen or what. They look mythical. They look not real. Not just because they're crappy CGI. I mean, I just can't tell what the hell they're supposed to be. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) 
<laughs> Only takes one time. That's a that's actually pretty profound. How can humans be so awful when they can make all that beauty? That's a lot to ponder. He's holding her weird. Why is she ragdolling like that? No butts. It's going to be a shitty Christmas without any butts. His lip looks like a butt. So much for no butts. Hers looks like a little butt. His lip looks like a bigger butt. They're saying a lot, a lot. Yeah, it's a human. That's Jane Lynch. That voice actually fits the character other, other uh, like, uh, not like that other one. This one actually fits. The Bottomless Snowman didn't really sound like how he looked. But this one, this one works. Try to take over the world. Pinky in the brain reference. Just hide in the snow.
It's a human, but a nice human. He's got a cool hat. And he's a rebel. He's one of them alt-right kids on the internet. should have been drawn like that. Why didn't the... Isn't that weird? That picture of them. Every, all the animation looked better in that photo than how it looks in the actual thing. Like, why, didn't, why wasn't the style like in that picture? That's weird. Like, this style kind of sucks. But the picture style was like, yeah, it's a little better. What the fuck? I think he had like a, a Voltron shirt of some sort. Did y'all see that? Why'd you put a fucking ornament of like a dookie? Did you see that? It's still there. No dad would do that to his own hardwood floors. That's the first unbelievable thing in this film so far yeah no no dad would do that you get one of them plastic things you know the plastic things that you like only roll the chair on you'd have one of them's Ooh, an amethyst. Did you see that weird CGI amethyst that was just randomly on that table? Look, just, just a random CGI amethyst out of nowhere.
Why didn't you just go with the fucking lie, kid? She thinks you're talking dogs. Let her think you're talking dogs. Jesus. See, look, that animation's so much better. Like, what the fuck? It's way more watchable. But see, the problem is everything has to be fucking 3D these days. No room for 2D animation anymore, you know? Even when you watch TV, like, even when you flip to, like, kids' cartoon channels, there's, like, shows that look like this, you know? It's a bunch of, like, CGI shit. It just looks crappy like this. It's like, remember that that Donkey Kong... CGI show we had as kids that looked like shit. Like all the shows now still look exactly like that. It's weird. Like they're, you know, they look slightly better. They look like this basically, but cheap CGI looks like cheap CGI. It's what the kids be watching. They're doing this weird repetition with lines thing. Like they did three kindas and then they did they did that before when they were hanging out near the door. It's a crutch. It's a it's a writing crutch. Like it's not funny, it's not anything, but it, it has a certain rhythm to it. You guys have an idea of what I'm talking about? Anyway, it's not it's not a good thing to do. You mean white people? Oh. Snap. Relevant. Poor lady. Kind of feel for her because, like, these creatures are real and nobody believes her. She just wants grants and respect, just like any of us. We all want grants and respect. We all can relate.
We know that she's crazy. Or, or rather, they think that she's crazy. We know that she's not crazy. But they think, they have valid reason to think she's crazy. Just catching y'all up. She went right for his dick. That was weird. Gave him a dick hug. The picture of the lady, she's looking at his dick. He covered it with his hand, but right before that, I guess the wife or whatever, I don't know where she is during all this, but she's checking out the D from the picture. That was actually kind of funny. Who's to say I can't laugh at lines in this? I can laugh at lines in this. It doesn't make me lesser. Oh my god, what the fuck is that? Those weird magenta whatevers. I don't think I've ever had that. Have any of you at home had that? Hmm. Peppermint ice cream. I mean, I've had mint ice cream. I've never had an ice cream that's like pink or whatever. It looks like that. That's peppermint. It's weird. They're going to puke. This isn't Christmas music. This isn't Christmas music at all. Don't you have work, guy? Aren't you a workaholic, dad? Isn't that the whole thing? Hmm. <laughs> 
see those characters on the wall, those pictures? Those look fun. I don't know why it can't all look like that. <laughs> but I have a picture of a dog somewhere back here. You mean just normal sledding? I'm going to start calling sledding abominable style. Like just normal sledding. Like if I go sledding, I'm going to be like, let's do this abominable style. And it'll just be the normal style of doing something. <laughs> hey guys So we didn't even have to use the fucking combination. Why was that a plot point? I used to have a chair that looked exactly like that. By the way, that exact goddamn chair. 
It's kind of creepy. What the fuck board game is that? It's like Monopoly, but zanier, and it's got humongous Monopoly pieces. Which is actually kind of cool. Oh shit. Oh, Matt. His fucking great humor. Eh. Classic Matt. Hilarious line. <laughs> I think we all knew that was going to happen once he walked out in one of them suits. Let's all pat ourselves on the back. Wow, they gave her up speak. That was actually kind of cool. So this year, Santa... Let me absolutely care what I want from you. That was actually kind of cool. It's pretty realistic because everyone's doing upspeak these days. Or I should say, everybody's doing upspeak these days. It's like a thing that people do. And I've never seen it done in like a cartoon, I guess. That's the first time. It's a first. Because it's like the kind of thing you never want to do. If you're acting or whatever, you know, but it's in general, it's how people speak these days. So you kind of have to reflect it. It's weird that you don't see it done in like indie films or whatever, like about millennials or whatnot. Like nobody up speaks really, at least to my knowledge. Like everybody just talks how, you know, you talk in movies and it doesn't actually reflect how these kids actually talk because like 80% of people that age group up speak you know from like teens to 20s and even in their 30s everybody's always up speaking but you don't really hear it in like movies i guess because it's like really annoying and like people inherently know that it's annoying so you don't want to hear it so they don't do it because a whole movie of it would just be really annoying but that's how people talk it's kind of like um now there was there was like an accent um specifically for movies like if you watch old movies there's like an accent that everybody would talk in that wasn't actually reflecting how people actually talked like if you go and you look at um something like on the bowery or whatever where they're reflecting or at least trying to reflect real people and real patterns of speech etc um, they talk in a different way than they talk in like, you know, a Hollywood produced film of the time because there was like basically Hollywood voice. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of happening now where people up speak a lot of a certain age, but you don't see it reflected in films about people of that certain age. Interesting.
Dude's still playing video games. It looks like he's on Final Cut X. <laughs> that looked like FCP X that he was working on. Maybe he's making his own little film. He was just rubbing her ass just then, dude. Did you see that? Yeah, he's hand switching hands, other hand right on the ass. There's some weird fucking physical moves in this film with the dad and the daughter. I don't like how she's like caressing him. It's weird. I haven't decided how I feel about that guy's haircut here. Like, I kind of think it's funny and fun, but I also kind of hate it. Like, there's something that feels lazy about it, but also something that feels good about it. Does that make any sense? Because, like, you can see certain, la like, her hair, the back of it's pretty lazy. It's like a lazy animation. Much like the front of his hair is lazy. Yeah, see the back of her hair, it's mad lazy. It's just a fucking ball that's attached. It's like, that's just a shape. Uh, so, I don't know. I kind of like his hair because it's silly. But it does look lazy to me. It's a really hard thing to do is to cover up something exact to somebody's eye line, you know? Because, like, he put out his arm to cover up the animals, like, exact to the guy's eye line. Like, how could he perfectly estimate that? He'd need to be, like, one, like, the, like the billion-dollar, million-dollar man or whatever, like, to know, like... You'd have to be, like, RoboCop or something. Like, RoboCop would know what the other person's eye line was exact to like put his arm out so that the person wouldn't see. I'm probably overthinking this, but I think I'm onto something. I'm always onto something. Wow, the scary lady's face was real scary just then. Where's the mom in all this? We see her in pictures. Where the fuck is she? Wait, that's, that's her brother? Oh my God. I didn't even realize this whole movie. I love when people say that like mad late into a film or like a show or something when they're like, they're like, dude, I'm your friend, you know, or I'm your brother, I'm your sister. It's like, yeah, 
that was set up in the first act. That's a that's a clutch. That's a crutch. Sorry, not clutch. That's a crutch too when in writing. It's like it. It sounds like a a rhythm that would be in something like, like dude, I'm your best friend. But uh, it's like something to avoid when writing dialogue. Just like that repetition thing that was used earlier. Oh, I'm actually teaching good dialogue writing through this film. Didn't think I would be. Didn't have any real anticipation for this, actually. But, you know, everything's always teachable. There's always teachable moments in everything, I think. There's an amethyst again. I love that amethyst. I love that it's just there for no fucking reason. Like somebody somebody worked hours in making a fucking CGI amethyst. It doesn't even pertain to the story whatsoever. It's just there. It's just on a desk. As though everybody has an amethyst on their desk. I don't want any kids to be on Jeopardy either. Jeopardy's for grown-ups. Jeopardy's not for kids. Kids don't know shit. I don't even like the teen Jeopardy or like the college Jeopardy. I don't like that shit. I like grown-ass nerds on Jeopardy. That's what I like to see. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Nerdy fucks. When I tune into Jeopardy, that's what I want to see. It's good people watching Jeopardy, surprisingly. You know what I mean? Like, I lo always love that segment where, like, he asks them, like, what they're into. It's always some strange fucking niche thing that they do. Or, like, uh, you know, like, oh, I'm Civil War reenactor on, like, the weekends. But it's never as simple as that. Like, that's something you've heard of. It'll be like some reenactor of like some thing that you you wouldn't think people would reenact. Like it'd be like, oh, I'm a uh, Pearl Harbor reenactor, and Trebek would be like, oh, really? You know, it's always something like that. It's always like just removed from something you would have heard of, because they're fucking nerds. They're fucking grown ass nerds. They're the nerdy person at their office or wherever, and they're into watching Jeopardy obsessively. And they're into doing like one other weird oddball thing. Yeah, Jeopardy's great people watching. It's not just good for like, you know, trivia and shit like that. It's good to like see strange people. People that you wouldn't normally see on television.
channel 12. I can't even, I don't even know what channel 12 is on my Time Warner box. Because they're always changing shit around, but I think like 10 is FX. I don't know what 12 is. 13 is obviously channel 13. 11 is 11, you know, but I don't know what fucking 12 is. Is there even a 12? There's got to be a 12. I wonder what the fucking 12 is. I'm going to see what 12 is after this. I'm mad curious now. Because it goes channel one is New York one. Then CBS, then TNT, then NBC, then Fox. And six is Nickelodeon, I think. And then ABC. Eight is TBS. Nine is, uh, I think it's called My Nine. Ten is FX. Eleven is, you know, CW. I don't know what the fuck 12 is. Hmm. Oh, wait, is it going to come into play now? The fucking one, two, three? Chekhov's fucking one, two, three fucking combination lock. Oh, shit. I'm glad it came back. I'm glad it wasn't just this misused plot point. I love Jane Lynch's voice. Jane, Jane Lynch has a fantastic voice. It's kind of underrated. The weird thing with like all this like CGI stuff is that everybody kind of just looks related. You know what I mean? Like even though facial shapes are different and whatnot, like everybody just looks like the same thing. Like she could conceivably be like an aunt or a mom or whatever. And like the dog catcher and the dad are like conceivably like father, son, like everyone looks possibly related. Like nobody looks enough different. You know what I mean? It's a strange phenomenon. Like they haven't quite worked that out. 
Maybe it's that they have to play with like skin tones more or something. They need some visual cue that makes people not look related. Like, look, that guy and her, they could definitely be like related. Like a mod to something. What the fuck film is that camera that it would behave in such a way? I love how the alt-right kids all fucking engaged now. It's like, where were you, asshole? When the fucking dudes showed up. The fucking... Ah. <laughs> Making fun of her on YouTube. Oh shit, that dog from before. Wow, that dog's fur looks atrocious. That's just horrible CG. That was ugly. All right, well, we made it through it. I talked about some interesting things. I talked about Jeopardy. I talked about, uh, you know, crutches during dialogue writing. And uh, we got through it. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. And... Uh, See you soon. Bye-bye.